year. First pitch swinging, line drive, he's done it. John Means has no hit, the Mariners. They Round fake, dishes, Kyrie going for the 50 piece. Irving has 50! Pressure from the Steelers, Mayfield in trouble, he's going to be taken down. Who else but T.J. Watt? First downs on this drive, Heineke, Enzo, McLaurin, touchdown! Torres drives that ball center field, hit deep, going back near the wall, Wilkerson maybe, nope, goodbye home run. Get him out of there! Don't throw to him! i never seen anything like Put it. Put up four fingers! I've never seen anything I mean, like it. He is just tearing the Orioles apart! Jonathan Taylor! Come on, touchdown, Indy, as he crossed the tape at the goal line. 78 yards. And here we go. All right, boom, we are live for Mock Draft 2.0. Don't boom. laugh at me there, Norms. This is an exciting time. We are 48 hours away from the 2022 NFL Draft, and Normie and I are spicing it up a bit for Mock Draft number two. Thank you all for the support on Mock Draft number one awesome to see the views there but for mock draft 2 we are going to be implementing some trades wherever either of us feel a trade could happen both of us are going to have to adjust if if uh if we're on the clock when the other person decides to to do a trade um this is exciting jesse i mean what do you what are you thinking here how are you i mean i'm i'm good i'm excited for the draft obviously uh, I think it's going to be interesting, you know, how many trades are we going to see a lot of trades this year? Are we not going to see a lot of trades with a not quarterback heavy class? I'm leaning towards less trades, but you never know. No, you're right. It could be, you know, if the rumors are true and tape cave on Thibodeau slides, does someone trade up for him? Kyle Hamilton, same thing. So I do agree with you, um, unless maybe Malik, if, if Malik Willis doesn't go to Carolina, I think you could see a team like the Saints or the Steelers trade up. But it's tough because they have to really feel that Malik Willis is their future franchise quarterback. You could trade up for him. But we'll Yeah, because we'll you're out. most likely having to trade another first round pick. Yeah. No, you're right. And with this draft, I was odds last time. You were even. So we're going to flip it up. You will be odds and I will be evens. Um, We're using PFF mock draft simulator. And we're not doing all seven. So unless you want to do all seven rounds. No, definitely, definitely not. Yeah. All right. So Jesse Norman, there is a lot of questions around the first overall pick in the draft with the Jacksonville Jaguars on the board. GM Trent Baalke said they are looking at four players, and you assume those four are Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker, Evan Neal, and probably Akonwu. Yeah. Most likely, or Thibodeau, maybe. Yeah. But you are on the clock. This is your pick. What are you thinking? If I'm the Jaguars, I am – making sure that Trevor Lawrence is protected and I am taking Evan Neal. Um, Okay. I understand you have Cam Robinson. He is just on a tag. He is still young. You can trade him. You can flip him right tackle if you want. Neal is my best player available. You have a young quarterback. 
get him a left tackle. I'm with you. You know, Evan Neal, he went to the big school. Alabama players nowadays are, you know, they they always work out, basically. The the, the yeah, bus rate is very part. is very low. And you know, some sources saying that Doug Peterson might want to beef up the offensive line. You have your franchise quarterback. You need to protect him at all costs because we saw that was the big one last year that they uh, had some trouble protecting old Lawrence there. Now, the real question is just going to become, you know, do they, does ownership step in potentially and overrule his GM and pick a defensive end like Aiden Hutchinson or a, a Trayvon Walker who has just flown up boards yeah, I mean, an offensive tackle majority of the time, you know, isn't a sexy number one overall pick. But, I mean, Neil is a special pass protector, which we know they're going to want to throw the ball and keep it in Trevor Lawrence's hands. Mm-hmm. He is also a physical freak who is like six foot seven and I think has like the longest wingspan to come into the NFL since like, Von Miller or something like that. Like his yeah. his wingspan and the length of his arms are just absurd and is only going to make him an even more dominant pass protector. Um, it's incredibly hard to get to the corner on him. I I mean, I really think like this is a can't miss like franchise left tackle, or at least he has all of the qualities of one. He has everything that you're looking for in a franchise left tackle. I think you have to do it. Listen, it, it wouldn't hurt them. It would be filling a huge need that they do have. So with Evan Neal going to Jacksonville in our mock, the Lions are excited that they get to bring home the Michigan man himself, not you, Jesse Norman. They get to bring home Aiden Hutchinson. Keep him in, keep him in town. Um, you know, Hutchinson the entire offseason – was rumored to be number one overall. Just an incredible season with Michigan, a game record. Maybe not the bona fide number one prospect or number one overall pick that a lot of people like, but he plays with intensity, can get after the quarterback. He's a could be a captain uh, in it within his first few years. And Detroit's happy that he falls to them at number two. Yeah, if if Hutchinson is there at number two for the Lions, I run up the card. Um, I think he fits that defense perfectly um, because I like him as a standing up um, player more than, you know, a hand in the ground. Um, I think that's where he thrives better. He can use his lateral quickness um, a little bit better that way because he, I don't, I don't want it to seem like Hutchinson's like a bad athlete. He is not, he's not, he's a good athlete, but he is not Trayvon Walker and he's not Thibodeau. He is much more, refined than them and uses his lateral quickness um a lot more and i think is a better run defender um i think he would be an absolute perfect perfect fit in detroit he recently i've come around maybe on him i mean he could he honestly could have that really high ceiling but i think the big thing about hutchinson is that day one he's going to come in you're probably counting on him getting 12 sacks or you know maybe 20 tackle for losses or yep. he's going to be a defensive leader for you 
the floor on Hutchinson is what is so big because like at his floor, what you're looking at is a double digit sack guy or or at least what he's supposed to be. uh, As long as it doesn't, you know, the wheels don't fall off, but it's the safety factor for Hutchinson that really puts him in this category. I'm going to bite some kneecaps as head coach Dan Campbell wants. Now, (laughs) according to PFF, the Houston Texans have a need at every single position. So the board is yours. You can go any which way you want. Uh, I, uh, I was telling you before we, before we got on, I really come around more on this player. Um, Give me Kayvon Thibodeau at number three. Uh, I think, I think, you know, a lot of people don't give Thibodeau the respect he deserves at this point because, oh, you know, he doesn't have as much production as some of the other players in the draft. Thibodeau more than anybody in this draft was game planned against for years, for years, teams were double teaming him running stretches to the opposite side, literally doing everything that they possibly could to go away from him. And he still made impactful plays. Um, He is a crazy athlete. His bend is absurd the way he can stay on his feet and get to the corner of a tackle and swim under or go over or just literally bend and swim uh, or speed rush kind of like he like he reminds me of different aspects of like a a a miles garrett like hands wise but then like a case young bend wise but then he kind of has like a bosa stature where he's not a big powerful guy he is like kind of slimmer um but if, if you can develop him and you can really take that raw talent, that, I mean, Thibodeau, I think, has top five, top ten pass rusher ability. I I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel best, I mean, highest uh, ceiling to be the best game wrecker in the class. Oh, yes, definitively. At his, at his peak, he could be a I'm trying I'm trying to think of like a really good speed rusher of just he, like just incredible speed off the edge and just can literally wreck your game. Daniel Hunter, maybe? Maybe like a Daniel Hunter when he's I, I honestly I, it's higher <laughs> than ha- Daniel Hunter. Like I think I'm just <laughs> like like his his uh, another thing too. I don't know if I mentioned this. His burst off of the yeah. ball. I mean, he gets he gets off the ball so quickly. It is insane. The ball is snapped and he is he is off the ball. Yes. No, I, I'm with you. And Houston, they don't they don't have JJ Watt anymore. So they need someone to come in. They don't have anybody. And, yeah, they literally they, just take the best player available. If, yeah, if and, I'm Houston, I'm just taking and it, it could be a good fit with head coach Lovey Smith. So Thibodeau off the board at three. We'll see if the slide happens on draft night, as we've heard it was going to happen. And then now it's kind of maybe not going to happen. Um, but we'll see. Everything changes come draft day. So 
Yeah, it just takes one team to fall in love with you, too. Yeah. So the New York Jets are on the clock here for me, and this pick seems pretty easy for me. I'm going to go Sauce Gardner. I think when when it comes to Sauce, you're talking a Jalen Ramsey-type-ass corner in the next few years. The swagger, the athleticism, the man-to-man press coverage. I mean, someone who is going to eliminate one side of the field. And for the Jets, if you don't take him here, he's not going to pass the Giants at pick seven. So kind of, it does seem that the Jets are okay with their offensive line for the moment. It's a deep receiver class, so you can get one at 10, no problem. If Unless you really, really like a guy like Iki Ikonwu or Charles Cross, go for him, but you guaranteed to probably get one of those two. I picked 10 as well. So I'm going to go Sauce Gardner. He can bring some swagger back to the Jets secondary because all they have is a 5'10 Bryce Hall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's rough. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, no, I like that pick. I think Gardner has the highest ceiling of any corner in probably the past couple drafts, I would say. I, he's he's definitely a better prospect than last year with Horn and and those guys, and he's probably a better prospect than Akuda. Yeah. I would say. So, I mean, he's, at this point, he's probably the best prospect to come out in the past couple of years. Um, like you said, the size, the length, the ability to shut down a whole side of the field, just you can't undervalue having just an exceptional man coverage. Yeah. And that's exactly what he does. Agreed. And I mean, unless, you know, the buzz has been kind of growing again for Derek Stingley, but with Stingley, you have a year and three games of tape. It's, it's kind of hard to figure that out. Sauce, you have multiple <laughs> years of consistent play. So I, I think, yeah. um, I think Sauce is, is the right pick for the Jets. Well, and Gardner's never really had an injury history, too, either. So you're not taking, yeah. like, with Thingley, you're possibly worried about the injury bug constantly hitting. Gardner really has never had an injury. Yeah. So let's flip it to the other New York Giants team. And the floor is yours. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Iki Okonwu. Nice. If I'm the Giants, I mean, that line is not great. Literally put him wherever. That's uh, the thing about Akonwu is I think he can play tackle and I think he can play guard. I don't think he needs to play guard. I think he's a very good tackle. But if you, for some reason, want to play him at guard, I think he'd be an all pro guard. Um, the Giants need help all across the line. Throw him yep. literally wherever you want. Uh, I understand you like, um, Oh my God! Why can't I think of uh, the, the tackle from George Andrew Thomas? I was going to yeah. call him Thomas for some reason. I was going to call him Thomas <laughs> Bryant. Oh my God, um, Andrew Thomas. So I mean, you could switch him to right tackle. Honestly, again, you could switch him to guard. He's he is probably the best run block. No, I'll say definitively, he's the best run blocker in the class. Um, pass protection. Honestly, we haven't seen that much, but. If you're the Giants, you probably don't want to be throwing the ball that much anyway, considering you want to trade Kadarius Toney and allegedly Darius Slayton as well. So 
you might as well just lean into the ground and pound and take the best run blocker in the class. I'm with you. They need all the help they can get on the offensive line. This is a make or break year for Saquon. Um, quarterback situation, uh, they're going to roll out Daniel Jones potentially for this year at least, probably start <laughs> the season. So just continue to build up front uh, with with the big boys. So Icky Conwu goes five. Now six is interesting because you really you, you want to say um, quarterback here, but more than likely the rule era is going to be over at the end of the season when they get five, six wins. And do you really want to put a rookie quarterback through a whole another year of learning a system? Not really. Uh, I think Carolina would probably like to trade back. Who's going to trade up? That's the real. I don't question. think anybody trading up at, at this point, especially for pick six, where the value for the Panthers is going to be super high. You know, do the Steelers really go from 20 to six for Willis now? The Saints, probably not. Unless maybe a a, a Kayvon Thibodeau is available here at six. And I've read maybe Philly might want to jump up. That would be a great move for Philly if they could. They have have the capital, obviously, with with the uh, two first-round picks. But for now, in our mock, let's, let's just keep building up the offensive line for Carolina. We'll go Charles Cross the last tackle on the board from Mississippi State. Just build around that next opportunity to get the quarterback. Because you don't want to get the quarterback and then it's, "Ah, you know, we need another running back. We need some more offensive linemen. We need a tight end. Build up the pieces around him now. And you don't need safety. You have Jeremy Chin. Receivers, not really unless you really fall in love with one, you have JC Horn from last year, you traded for CJ Henderson and you re-signed Dante Jackson. So corner is, is out of the question. You have Brian Burns off the edge, maybe another defensive lineman, but, but not, I you really think you do that. Yeah. Maybe if they want to stop a Trayvon Walker slide potentially, but I'm going to go Charles cross beef up the offensive line for Sam Darnold, I guess. Sam Darnold for the time being. Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, He has – Cross is probably the biggest boomer bust guy because he has crazy size, crazy speed, crazy athleticism. But also he does get a little unbalanced sometimes. He does get a little sloppy just because he is such a dominating force. uh, and I, I agree with your take. I don't I don't see a team really wanting to trade up for a quarterback at that position where it's already a weaker class. Do you really want to give yourself up <clears throat> a pick next year when we already know how good next year's quarterback class is going to be? Mm-hmm. I think the best case scenario, yeah, is, is just get a player that's going to help your future rebuild that, like, we all know is coming. Like, there's no... We're not, we're not yeah. like, it's you know, we're not ruining any Panthers fans' hopes by saying like, yeah, uh, 
a rebuild is probably coming in the next year or so. Not at all. So the Giants are back on the clock. They traded back in last year's draft with Chicago, who took Justin Fields. Now, where do the Giants go? They already took Icky Ikonwu, so they have their offensive line position need filled. I think they're going Derek Stingley. I'm going to okay. go Derek Stingley. Okay. Um, I like it. I think, I think that, you know, it, like you said, it's tough with the tape, but also it, the talent doesn't disappear. This is nope. a guy that when they won the national title, he was the, I mean, I'm going to say probably the best player on the defense. Like he was that good. He was locked down. He is great at man to man. He can play zone. He can press. Um, he's a great athlete. The injury concern is definitely a concern. Yep. Um, but also for the Giants roster, I mean, they're probably going to move on from Bradbury. I believe yes, probably by definitely. I think this is probably his last year with the Giants. Um, you want a young corner? You don't have to pay them for five years. Um, yep. I think I think you got to do it, especially with Stingley possibly being a top three pick. I mean, he's there. He's there for you. I agree. I think uh, they've been shopping Bradbury as, as hard as they can. Now, what's interesting is, do we see on draft night, reports are they're looking to trade Kadarius Tony and Darius Slayton. So could we see a wide receiver off the board at seven? Potentially, if they really like a guy like Jamison Williams, maybe? <clears throat> I mean, it's possible, but also, why did you... I know it's like, oh, why did you draft Tony and then you want to trade him away like immediately? But then it's also it feels like you're not valuing the position. So if you don't if you don't value the position, you probably shouldn't be taking it with a top ten pick. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, there's there can be plenty of value in rounds two and three. <laughs> this is a pretty deep wide receiver class, uh, so you can go in early round two. But it's definitely something to look for. Um, I mean, they have the high, they have the most expensive wide receiver room in the league with Galladay and Shepard. They don't want to pay Slayton, obviously. And Tony just kind of seems like a little bit of a head case. Not surprised yeah. he's from Florida, uh, Florida University, that is. So, but that's definitely something to monitor. But speaking of receivers, I think Atlanta needs to take one here. So I have been reading that. They really like Drake London. So I'm going to go Drake like London. Yeah, I'm going to go Drake London here at eight to Atlanta. I mean, they have they have no receivers, literally no receivers. Um, it, do they still have Zacchaeus, Alamid Zacchaeus, that guy? Um, oh, I don't think so. I think he went somewhere. <laughs> I he, well, I know, I know Russell Gage signed with Tampa. Yeah. Um, and Calvin Ridley's obviously suspended. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, I, from what I've been kind of reading. was a running back originally, too, I believe. I think so, yeah. And then they, they like, used, switched him to a slot because they needed to. I mean, they used Cordero Patterson in the running back role. So go and get your big body receiver who's got some sneaky quickness. My only knock on a guy like Drake London is 
and I don't know if I'm like forgetting somebody, but can you tell me who, you know, London's kind of marketed as a go up and get it guy, but he's not, but here's the thing. What receiver, what elite receiver in today's game is a go up and get a guy. Deandre Hopkins. That's, that's, but that's also, he's a great route run. Yeah. <clears throat> no, definitively. No, I, I agree. But also so that's my why I'm scared. That is, I don't, my critique of London is not so much of if he's just a go up and get it guy. It's that at USC, he ran a ton of quick slants, hooks, screens. I don't like know if he can like actually run intermediate and deep route. Yeah. Um, which I mean, that's, you know, you think of like DeAndre Hopkins as a golfing get a guy, but he's also an incredible route runner. Um, and I like Drake London a lot. He just does probably need a little bit of refinement. Um, but I like I like the fit for Atlanta because they definitively need a receiver pretty, pretty badly. Because um, you can't just only throw to Kyle Pitts. But I do like the fit of Pitts and London on that offense together. That gives them a lot of size. Yeah, and Mariota and – Nice new target just to, uh, to throw to. So we're at number nine, and Seattle gave away trade. their trade alert. <laughs> let's get rap, let's get rap sheet for the quick uh, the quick uh, interview. What yeah. do you got? Seattle will be trading number nine. Okay. And their uh, third rounder, so seventy two. Okay. And in exchange, they are getting um, fifteen and seventeen. From the Philadelphia Eagles. So 15 and uh, 18 or whatever, or 18, 18. 18. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, 18, 15 and 18. 20%. I'm forcing this trade. The fact that they said that won't, <laughs> that's not going to go through is ridiculous. I don't, I don't understand. I think Philly definitely wants to unload those first round picks for a higher end prospect if they can. And Seattle's also giving up a third. Okay. So Philly is now. On the board on the at clock. nine. And, and they stopped Seattle... the Trayvon. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. And they stopped the Trayvon Walker slide. Love it. Sweet. I think Look this, I think this, I, 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 Seattle would really want to take. Of course they. Would. Yep. But they don't have picks and they don't have a good roster. You might as well trade back. Try to get more picks. Try to get more elite prospects. And if you're the Eagles, this is the thing that your defense is missing and somebody that you can build your defense around. No, I'm with you. They have whiffed on some defensive linemen in the past. I mean, Derek Barnett is the first one that, that comes to mind. Uh, you know, the first one that comes to my mind is Marcus Smith the third. Oof. Yikes. Yeah. Josh Sweat is, is pretty good. I'll give him that. This is the last year for Fletcher Cox, too. <laughs> So yeah, go go and get the stop the slide. Pick up Trayvon Walker, who teams value as a first overall pick. So I I do like the move for for Philly, and our first trade is completed. Love it. All right, so the Jetsies are now at ten, and I'm gonna go receiver. Now, yeah, this is this is exactly. I don't know whether to go Jamison Williams or Garrett Wilson. But I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson. 
that's that's who I'm going to go with. Um, feel like it's a pretty good fit. Um, you know, they already have their kind of speed guy with Elijah Moore. Now, I love Jameson Williams as a prospect. I really do. But Garrett Wilson can do, I think, a little bit more. He's got a little bit more muscle, a little bit more stockier. He does have some speed to him, can make contested catches, can run quick routes. And listen, the Jets need a receiver no matter what. So whoever they go there is is going to be an impact player right away. But I'm going to go with Garrett Wilson at 10. Yeah, I like it. Um, They need a receiver. I personally like Williams a little bit more. Uh, I mean, but Wilson is obviously uh, no slouch. Um, He probably has the most complete game, I would say. He can be a deep threat. He can be a short game specialist. He can kind of do whatever you need him to do. And that's what the Jets need is a guy who can do whatever they need him to do. Yeah. I'm with All you. Right. Now, I will, I'm will. i just going to say this before you pick. Uh, I have a trade. Okay. Now we're on the same page here. All right. Let's, if, if we have the same trade here, this is something special. I don't think we do. I don't think oh. we do. But so I'm trading from Washington from 11. Okay. They're going back to 14 from the Ravens. Okay. 14 uh the ravens okay. the ravens yeah and let me okay. see they will uh, ravens will give probably what third and a fourth maybe fourth and a fifth they're moving oh, up three spots so they give up 14 and then 76 is a third rounder rounder you yeah assume maybe maybe round. 76 and then like a six do do 76 and 141 okay i think that's i think that should be good okay so the ravens are now on the clock but let me say this my trade would have been if Kyle Hamilton was not on the board. I think if Kyle yeah. Hamilton's on the board on draft night, Washington makes that pick no matter what. Yeah. Look out for the Chiefs to package 29 and 30 to move up here for a receiver that they love. I I've totally s- agree. I've seen they like Olave. They can get that speed guy back. So I think if Hamilton's off the board and – Stingley's off the board. I think that could be a move to watch. I am going Ravens trading up to grab Jameson Williams. Okay. Oh, that's I so think, good. That's I dirty. Think <laughs> you, I think you fully go all in on putting as much talent as you can around Lamar Jackson. And you're picking at 14. Is Williams still going to be there by the time you're at 14? You don't risk it. Honestly, I don't probably think you do. probably doesn't get past Houston at thirteen. It, yeah, so I think you have to make that move. Like you said, the Chiefs might want to move up here and there. If you're Washington, I think you easily accept a call on a move back. Um, yeah, no, I, I think there. I think there are great fits for Washington. You know that they don't need that eleventh pick. They can get at 15, 16, you know, 19, 20. I think there are a lot of fits for Washington that makes sense. You know, from what I've read, Washington is interested in moving back for the right package. That's why I think a Chiefs deal for two first-round picks would be very beneficial due to the deep wide receiver class, and you can get some value at picks 29 and 30. Um, But definitely I would not rule out a trade back for Washington unless – like I said, I think Kyle Hamilton's on the board. So I like the pick there. Now, the Minnesota's on the clock here. And 
Do we stop the Kyle Hamilton slide? I don't know. I feel like they could use another safety, but they really need a corner. They do. Um, you know, just off the top of my head, Trent McDuffie's the top corner available here. So that's probably who I'm going to go with. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Trent McDuffie. They need a corner. Might as well get, get the best one available because you don't know when you're going to get one again. Kyle, they have Harrison Smith. You could maybe want to draft Hamilton to maybe take the place of Harrison Smith because he Hamilton could kind of play all over the defense. But at the same time, you have Anthony Barr. You have Eric Hendricks. I think you, you go for more for a need here. I also could see Minnesota trading back if if the players they don't really love are, are here. Um, I know Spielman's gone, which is kind of crazy. Spielman is gone. So, uh... so yeah, I mean, new uh, – new new guy in town so we'll see hey, uh, man, every spielman trade back for the most part really worked out honestly i know Which i know but so i'm gonna go with trent mcduffie yeah i mean it's it's a need i don't love any of the corners left uh like i like them i don't love them um he's a good he's a really good man corner he is a really good man corner i will little, definitely little give him small that. too I he is say. he is a little undersized. Um, he might be able, he yeah. might be able to learn from Pat Pete. So, yeah. um, yeah. But at uh at uh this pick with the Texans, we stop we stop the Hamilton slide. Um, Bastards. <laughs> this is this is a guy that um he's at the top. He's the first one. This is a guy that could be in contention, literally at any pick, probably outside of the top four. Yeah. Um, the slow 40 time did not, you know, help exactly his case, but his game speed is much faster than the 40 time. This is like, it's funny that um, Earl Thomas just started like making news again about wanting to come back to the NFL and everything after taking the year off because like Kyle Hamilton reminds me of Earl Thomas of just a incredibly rangy safety who like the ball goes in the air and you're like, Oh, there's no way the safety is making a play. And then somehow, some way, like he gets there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think if this is, this is the last point that Kyle can be on. Board. Um, but that's okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, Kyle Hamilton. They lost Eric Reed. So they need somebody back there to to fill to fill the gap so if they do of course want to decide to just stick him at safety fr lactis so i do yeah. not far lactis <laughs> near that high yeah that's i mean bernard rainman number 18 that's your boy <laughs> so pick 14 i i get the luxury of picking washington so i'm very happy about that C- top corners are off the board um, Devin Lloyd, I think, could be an option here. The Jamin Davis pick was a little bit of a whiff. They've had some trouble getting a linebacker in free agency, which they really hoped for. Um, report coming out today, they're not going to be extending Deron Payne at the end of the year. So I think Jordan Davis is an option here. But the biggest need of all is receiver. And 
one thing this offseason, Ron Rivera has spent a ton of time with Chris Olave. So I think that's going to be the pick. You trade back, you get another pick, and you still get a receiver that you really like at 14. So I'm going to go Chris Olave. I know everyone wants to talk about the Ohio State connection with him and Terry and Curtis Samuel, but I think Olave is a really good speed burner, One something that Washington has not had in a really long time since, honestly, Deshaun Jackson. Wentz, oh, yeah. Wentz likes to air it out. So I think Olave could be a pretty good fit. Uh, you know, you can run some uh, some scheme packages around him. And you know what? If if Olave bursts onto the scene and establishes himself as uh, an elite receiver, you know, within his first few years, and Terry doesn't resign, you have somebody that you don't have to pay for five years. So I'm going to be going Olave at pick 14. Yeah, and you're and you're set at receiver for at least you know two years. Yep. I would say you don't really have to touch the position. I mean, obviously Curtis Samuel can't stay healthy, but. I think that's also why you can't rely on him and why wide receiver could be a need for Washington. Um, I would also like Devin Lloyd there as well. I think that's a great fit for them. Um, If they trade back pretty far, N'Kobe Dean, I think is a pretty good, pretty good fit. Definitely. Um, But I, yeah, if they're going to be up there, you know, and you can grab that receiver, definitely. If not, you know, you can come back around to it in the third, fourth round and maybe grab a guy if you can't get Olave. Yep, agreed. So Seattle is on the clock here, I believe. Did yes, yes we did a trade the, back with Philly. With Philly. So Seattle's yep. on the board. Got rid of Bobby Wagner, throw in Devin Lloyd. Oh man. They love drafting linebackers. That would be, fun. That um, would be Devin, fun. Devin Lloyd fits exactly, you know, what they kind of love to do with Wagner. He can drop into pass coverage, in blitz. He's really great run defender um Lloyd also fits so many different defenses so if for some reason turmoil were to hit and Pete Carroll decides to leave in the next couple years you don't really need to worry about switching over your whole defense and everything Lloyd can pretty much play at any position I think in a 4-3-3-4 uh sub linebacker spot he is good enough to play on every down and yeah. Seattle needs linebackers, like always. So, could let, let's say on draft night, Philly has this pick. Could you see Pittsburgh trading up with Philly to jump Saint, uh, the Saints for a quarterback? Is that something you could potentially see, or another oh, team? That, maybe. I think it would. I think it would honestly depend for Pittsburgh if they would have to give up a first round next year. If they have to give up a first rounder next year, no. If they could get away with giving up a second or third, I think. Yeah. I think there's a chance. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, I mean, there's also tough. there's also the chance Seattle, you know, grabs Willis there too at 15 as well. Um, yeah. Um not really breaking news, but um, per Tony Pauline, a league executive told them that he is expecting Debo Samuel to be traded to the Jets for a deal involving the 10th pick. So wow. that, that, that could potentially be something to look at towards draft night and unfortunately puts the fucking 49ers in the wide receiver market. So 
at 10. So that, that, that could be something to monitor, but um, a deal. If, if they really, I know John Lynch said they don't want to deal trade Debo, but they have, have to, to, if you want your picks, so got to get it done. So pick 16 here, Saints traded up for somebody, Jesse, and no one else traded up to take him. So let's go Malik Willis, right? Why the hell not? They got Jameis on a two-year deal. He looked okay before he got hurt, but you take your franchise, you take your future franchise quarterback here. Um, Yeah, I I think Willis goes higher than this, but if he could, if he could fall with the Saints, I think that's a perfect scenario where he could sit for a year or two. Yeah, Um, definitely. Yeah, I'm with you. So. First quarterback off the board here in our mock. Now, pick 17, the Chargers. What are you thinking here? Because they can maybe go a few number of ways, maybe a trade back situation here. I did it. I did it last uh, draft, I think, or at least I wanted to do last draft. Um, give me Jordan Davis for the yeah, Chargers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think it's the best fit. Um, he immediately makes them able to stop the they definitively need linebacker help as well for run support, but Jordan Davis can play, I, I think, anywhere on the line, honestly. Um, I don't think he's – a lot of people limit him to just a run stopper, but I think he can really push the pocket and eat double teams on passing downs as well. Um, I think he – isn't a big he's not going to be a guy who gets numbers of sacks or even gets to the quarterback that often but he establishes the pocket very early on and pressures him pressures the quarterback outside the pocket you know i'm with you he is he's fun to watch just a big physical freak that can eat double teams like you said and for them they, I don't even think Linval Joseph is there anymore. So they fill a need on the defensive line. And now, I mean, you're talking Jordan Davis in the middle. He eats two linemen. And then um, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, Bosa on each side eat two line. Like that, that could be dangerous. So Jordan Davis to the Chargers. I like it. So now we have Seattle back on the clock because the Eagles traded up and let's go. Um, they got, they got the defensive piece. Let's go with something they refused to address the entire time Russ was there. And that is offensive line. So I'm going to go Tyler. Talk about George fan. Yeah. Yeah. Dwayne Brown. Um, I'm going to go Tyler Linderbaum out of Iowa. Somebody who in the kind of early draft process was looked at as a top 10 pick, maybe even top five current depth chart. Um, for the Seahawks center is Kyle Fuller. Not the Kyle wow. Fuller you're thinking of. Corner cornerback yeah. switch. Not, not the one wow. you're thinking of. Not the one you usually see. So, you know, these these Iowa offensive linemen, they they work out. They they corn for breakfast. They're they're big and they're physical. Well, I mean, and they're and they know how to run block. And yes, what does a Pete Carroll team want to do? They want to run more than anything, they want to run. So I think that's a perfect fit for them. Love it. Now, the Saints are back on the clock here um, from an actual real-life draft trade. So 
have at it. I think I might be trained here. Okay. I think. Show me what the Titans have. They've got a first, a third. This looks to be a fifth fourth. or fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. All right. We'll do a first. Their first. We'll do uh, 131 and then see about a next year grade. Yeah, do that. Yeah, that, yep. I think that'll work. Yep. And they do that for the right to trade up and grab Desmond. Oh, baby. They need they, a quarterback so they bad. They have done a lot of homework on Desmond Ritter, allegedly. Um, his comp, funny enough, is Ryan Tannehill. And I honestly think if he's there at 20, the Steelers grab him. I really do. Um, so while it pains me to do that, because I would love for the Steelers to take Desmond Ritter, I think that's a very real possibility that the Titans jump up. Um, the Titans have to know at this point that they need to be better at quarterback if they're actually going to legit contend. Um, Desmond Ritter, I think, has a lot of potential, honestly. I think his footwork is really good. I think he's an underrated athlete. He does have some accuracy concerns here and there, but he definitively has the arm strength. He has incredible velocity. He can throw the ball probably harder than anybody in the class um, and can really fit it into tight windows. He gets stuck on one read sometimes, but also I think that's a Cincinnati thing as well. I think this is the right move for Tennessee. I think you have to do something. You can't just keep trying to do this team over and over and over again. And now they're kind of in a weird spot where they went from being all about Derrick Henry and the offense to in the last year or two, the defense is the good part. And now the offense is lagging behind and you can't, you can't let this window just slam shut without even trying to take advantage of having a 2000 yard rusher capable guy and a stifling defense. Yeah. And Ritter's got some good mobility too, which would be a change from Tannehill. (laughs) So, and you know what? It sucks. I, I get why they signed Tannehill. They caught him at a good time. He went off. But it's it's time for a change. You can't be the number one. He's not one a guy that you're going to win a Super Bowl. But I think, I think that's – and that's what the Titans want to be interested in. That's what they need to do with this window is they need to try and win a Super Bowl or compete for a Super Bowl. And they keep getting bounced out in the divisional round. And in this past one, Tannehill had, what, four interceptions? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I like the move. Um, even if this trade doesn't happen, I would have had them taking a quarterback at 26 probably. So Ritter, who's caught some steam recently, gets uh, gets a new home in Tennessee. Now, pick 20, Jesse. I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn. Tomlin's boy, uh, Malik Willis, is off the board. <sighs> Do I really want to keep picking in Pittsburgh? I feel oh. like the, the picket train has really hit the brakes. Really slowed down. It's, you know, he went from bona fide QB1, most pro ready to like QB3 kind of. Yeah, well, <laughs> because I think 
he went from being the guy who was the QB one that was taken over by Malik Willis with his ceiling. Yeah. And then pro he went from being the most pro ready. And I think Desmond Ritter kind of took that over. Yeah. So now it's kind of like, he's in this weird position where honestly, I don't even have him as QB three. I think Howell has a higher ceiling. Yeah. That's why I'm going to go with a corner, Andrew Booth. This is exactly who I would pick. Right yeah. Now. I, I, I would be between Andrew Booth or Zion Johnson. And I think I would go Booth. Uh, yeah. He's a great man. Corner. Um, I, and the Steelers love man corners. They doesn't seem they're bringing Joe Hayden back. They need yeah. somebody. They need another young corner. Tomlin can churn out corners like nobody else. So I, I think Booth is the right fit. Offensive line. Steelers always uh, always can use one, uh, but I'm gonna but go. There's no, there's not a prospect that I loved that late. You could probably get a guy in the second round. Like I said, Zion Johnson probably the the highest I would go. Yeah, agreed. So your favorite team, the Patriots, are on the board. I think if any if anybody's gonna make it work, if anybody is a scheme dependent guy, you go to the Patriots. And I look at Nicobe Dean, Dean. Yep. and I say that's a scheme-dependent guy, and they will get the most out of him. So I'm going to go Nicobe Dean. I think with the Patriots, obviously a trade back is always, always, always in play. Um, but I think if Dean's sitting there, you have a need at linebacker. Um, you it always helps to add speed, and especially a guy who can be a leader on the team. Um, that's huge, and. Like I said many times, Dean is scheme dependent. He's very scheme dependent, but that is what the New England Patriots are built for: is scheme dependent guys. I'm with you. I love the fit. I mean, he could he he would be Belichick's guy. I I, I think that's that's pretty obvious. He was George's guy, a leader, and I think he'd step in and fill the shoes just for Bill correctly. So. A little bit of a slide here. Um, you know, people kind of expected him to be linebacker one. The linebacking class is really nobody's talking about it. I mean, yeah, all it is is like, you know, Nicobe Dean's super smart and a leader, and Devin Lloyd's a tackle machine and a physical freak. That's that's kind of really what you hear about it. And that yep. and the drop off is really bad. So <sighs> 22 here, the pick. I'm I'm gonna break the streak. They lose out on Devontae Adams. They dump him to – this is the Raiders' pick, by the way, for Devontae Adams. Valdez Scantling's gone. You know, I, I, I you kind of look at the receivers left, and, you know, I, I like Traylon Burks. I do. So that's, that's, that's where I'm going with this pick. Um, he's been someone that's fallen off a little bit. He's got really good release, really good body size. He he has that sneaky quickness, but he also is a go up and get a type guy. Similar body frame and footwork, maybe to a Devontae Adams. So I, I think the, the Packers need a receiver here no matter what. And if they aren't really in love with a receiver at this pick, maybe you do go offensive line, a Zion Johnson maybe or Trevor Penning. But for this, I'm going to stick with a receiver. Make sure I get the best guy available in my mind. 
this way I can let someone grow with Rodgers because, damn, they need somebody. Yeah, I mean, I think Burks is definitely a great uh, – he's going to be a slot receiver, I think, in the NFL, um, a big-body slot receiver. But, I mean, they need literally any receiver they can get. They're yeah. going to be counting on a huge jump from Amari Rodgers. Um, Lazard, I mean, is Lazard a legit, like, starting receiver? We don't really know. Uh, Tunyon's coming back from injury. Yeah. They have great running backs. They have really good running backs, but they desperately need to take a receiver. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Love it. Arizona, uh, Zion Johnson on the board. Yep, Give me perfect. Zion Johnson. Um, they need as many guards as they can get because Kyler is really, really affected for pressure up the middle. Um, they can't keep letting him get banged up the way that he does he's already unhappy and uh wants a lot of money so i mean i guess you need to figure out that saga anyway but regardless of if kyler's there or somehow some way even if he's not it's probably better to get better on the interior of the offensive line anyway considering you let edmonds walk you're running with james connor as your primary running back James Conner is a north and south runner. You're going to need the interior of the line to be as good as it can be. I'm with you. That would have been my pick, too, Zion Johnson uh, to Arizona. Now, pick 24, Dallas. Maybe a trade back or they trade up earlier. But they lost Lyle Collins. So let's go with, um, where is he? Trevor Penning. I think I think Trevor Penning is a mauler, someone who they can really like. So they obviously need the offensive line help. This of old brick wall defensive line has has kind of fallen off a bit, and you could play him at either tackle spot because I because Tyron Smith is obviously still great, but he's always hurt. And Connor Williams, you drafted as a tackle and moved him right to guard. So with Lyle Collins gone, you need to fill the void. Um, and give me Trevor Penning. Yeah, having to release Lyle Collins uh, really sucked because it's literally just a result of them not running their books correctly, pretty much. Yep. Um, same reason why they had to get rid of Amari Cooper. They are just putting too much money to the wrong players. Um, but yeah, when, when you're doing that, um, when you're paying players who are often injured or aren't giving you the same production that they should be. You need to draft really important positions uh, and you're relying on young guys in those spots because you can't afford it otherwise. Um, So, I mean, like your tackle spots, your, um, your receivers, you know, defensive ends, edges, you know, you can't pay those guys. So you need those, younger guys who are on less contracts yep so it makes sense for Dallas because maybe they can pay pending in four or five years because by then hopefully they're out of cap you can only hope (laughs) so Buffalo do they do it Jesse do they okay all right I thought they were uh they were going to be taking Jesse's boy no no they'll go Carlaftis they need in the AFC, you can never have enough edge rushers. I mean, 
do you want me to start naming off the quarterbacks? <laughs> like I, it can, it yeah. can just keep going and going and going. Um, especially in the playoffs, you need guys who are going to go out and get after the quarterback. That's what Carlactus does. Again, I like him significantly less, I think, than, um, you know, Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can we go back? Can we go back? I didn't realize the different players on the board. Um, it's okay if we can't. Let's see. I just looked at my board and I realized I think there's still another player left. I don't know. No, it's okay. They're they're like 1A, 1B. I would also think of Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, I saw him down there well. and yeah, yeah I am. I am higher on Jermaine Johnson than than PFF is. But no, Carlaftis or Jane or Johnson both work. You need a pass rusher. That that's the case. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um, running back here is an option if they really really need one. Um, not sure if they will or if they want to wait as usual till the third or fourth round and draft some guy they hope works out. But with a top edge rusher on the board, put him on the same line as Von Miller, that could uh, that could be fun. Now, the Saints traded back with Tennessee in our mock, and I think they need a receiver. Who knows what's happening with Michael Thomas? And Jahan Dotson is sitting there for him. He could be a difference maker. And... He has good quickness, good hands, similar to like a Michael Thomas. Um, who knows if they'll have him just run slant routes, but um, we had Malik Willis going to the Saints, get another ride, another wide, uh, wide receiver for him to potentially form a bond with um, in the future. Because thinking of their wide receiver room now, Michael Thomas, if he actually comes back. Uh, Marquez, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, and then you have Trey Trey Quan Smith as your third. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. So get a receiver. Uh, and I, I think that's where the Saints go at 26. But now the Buccaneers don't need a quarterback, maybe. Maybe they don't. I don't know. They uh their their quarterback who's pretty good came back out of retirement. So what are you thinking here? Do they offensive line, defense? I think we're gonna go Devontae Wyatt. Okay. He's the best. He's the best prospect left on the board. I think if you're if you're Tampa, you might as well go with that. They're gonna lose defensive linemen in the next year or two. There are gonna be a lot of guys that leave. Um, JP you might as well and Dama Yeah, yeah. They're all, they're um, uh, you're gonna have to pay uh, Vita Vea, so. Yep. You might as well you might as well grab another guy to rotate into the defensive line. Now, and also I think he's just too good of a prospect at that point to pass up. Yeah, the uh these Georgia boys similar like uh old Clemson with Farrell, Watkins, and Dexter Lawrence, three first rounders on the defensive line. So Packers back on the board here and they're gonna stop the slide of kind of forgot about him, but Jermaine Johnson. They lose Darius Smith to the Purple People Eaters up north. I, I, I don't. I think they're a little bit more north. Preston Smith resigned, but a little injury prone. 
So get another guy that can rush the passer. Like you said, can't have too many defensive linemen. And Jermaine Johnson, you get to some people a top half first round talent at 28. So who highly doubt he's going to be there, be here on draft night. Um, reports are that the Jets really like him and might consider him at four. Hey, man. Well, now they're trading 10, though. Yeah, uh-huh, maybe. It's a good point. Oh, maybe. So now we each get a Kansas City pick here. You're up first. This is from San Francisco. Who do they go receiver, corner, defensive line? What are you thinking? I'm trading the pick. Trade just 29? Trading 29, yes. Okay. I'm trading 29. Show me what the Minnesota Vikings have. Their next pick is 46. And they have 76. Okay. We'll do 46, do 156, and maybe uh, next year, fourth. I feel like the Chiefs would be interested. Second round pick, a fourth, and a next year, and then a next year, fourth. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that. I think, I think. Hopefully, uh, wow! All right, they look at that. The the much the PFF machine, PFF trade machine approved. Yeah, um, and the uh, Vikings you, trade up gunslinger, draft, uh, Sam Howell. There it is. I knew it was gonna be a gunslinger. I knew it. The fifth year option. It matters. It matters especially yes, on quarterback. Um, you get another year of a quarterback for cheap. It's big. Um, Minnesota really is the only team moving forward. Um, I think that doesn't have a quarterback plan and also is like weirdly like not good. Like they have Kirk Cousins and he's getting older and they know that he isn't going to be the guy for them much longer. Yeah. But also he doesn't have any room to grow. Um, I think it's such a weird situation. I think they need to get out from under that soon enough. Howell is an interesting guy because I honestly think if he was probably two, three inches taller, uh, we'd be hearing Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. <laughs> but because he's, you know, six two, six one. Check his height. I think I think he's six one. Six one. Yep, and he might even be a, he might be like six foot. I love how they use like an interview photo um, <laughs> as, uh, as his picture. But I yeah. mean, uh, he lost he lost two legit running backs this past year um, in uh, Michael Carter and Javante Williams. Um, he lost a receiver, and they were asking a lot of him at UNC. He didn't have a great year, but I think there's still stuff there. He has a huge arm. He can be very active. Uh, accurate he is a little smaller but i think he gives you a little bit more of a ceiling than a guy like Pickett. and if Pickett is sliding i would like to say my biggest knock on Pickett is this man does not throw to the sidelines yeah for being for what was deemed as the most pro-ready quarterback for being deemed as the most pro-ready quarterback you can't just only throw to the middle of the field no, I'm with you. Yeah, you're right. 
Um, the only interesting thing I have with that is they do have um, uh, Kellen, Kellen Mond. Mond. I don't think they like Mond at all. Yeah, it doesn't seem like – I mean, It doesn't – they literally him. healthy scratched him multiple times last year and were letting, I think it was, what, Garrett Gilbert or whatever back up? Yeah. I mean, come on. No, I'm with you. They um, and this is this has to be the end of the Kirk Cousins run. I mean, it, he he was the last piece they needed, and it just did not work out. So, I I like it. I do. And interesting that you go Howell over Pickett and Corral. So Howell's Howell's been a little sneaky. He's been he's been quiet. I um, think Howell has the most room to grow out of those guys. Corral is the quarterback that is the most scheme dependent because he ran so much RPO. Yeah. I think if Corral is available in the later round and Seattle can somehow get up to him in the second round, um, you know, maybe, uh, no, the Colts wouldn't because they're kind of moving away from the RPO. But like the Corral problem is he is very scheme dependent for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no. For the record, if the Chiefs didn't trade the pick, I was going to have draft Scott. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, I was going to go receiver. A um, couple guys, I think. Cool Pickens would be good too. Pickens is good. Um, Mechie, to, you know, torn ACL. It's it's. Mechie's little, too high. That's too high. Yeah. Um, I, I am going to go Sky more. He is. He's quick. I mean, you, you're talking about. Um, they don't have a photo for him. What the fuck? Western Michigan, baby. Yeah, Corey filling in the uh, the Corey Davis footsteps, but they it, they need another receiver. Um, they obviously lost out Tyreek. Juju's a one year deal. Valdez scaling is a, is a multi year deal, but um, like you said, you need they, they're they're gonna miss that that elusiveness of, of Tyreek Hill of the fuck it Tyreek's down there somewhere type guy. And hopefully Sky Moore can come in to, to fill that. I do really, really believe that they look to package these picks f- to get into top 15 area or maybe mm-hmm. number nine or 10. My, my issue here is that if they're really going to package those picks in reality, like I don't, I just don't see a team really wanting that um just because for me i think probably the top 25 prospects are really good maybe the top 26 or 27 29 and 30 to me is like kind of where we're at the edge of the really good prospects of good prospects yeah you know i really think washington might bite at that you know they held a press conference yesterday and the quote that kept coming out of GM Martin Mayhew's mouth was, we really like the middle of this draft class, meaning there's value in the mid rounds, the non big name type guys. And yeah, I, I think for Washington, they only come into this draft with six picks, no third round pick. So you can have a chance to get two first rounders here. Again, all of this is going to depend on how the board, how the board falls. Mm-hmm. Washington is still going to have a chance for a top receiver. They're still going to have a chance for a guy like Kyle Hamilton. But if Hamilton's gone and, you know, they're sitting there with a receiver like, yeah, he's we, we like him, but maybe not. I, I think 
you, you take a chief's call and you go down to 29 and 30, you get one of these, these kind of undervalued receivers here and offensive line or secondary help. I, I think that'd be a good move for Washington, but this, a lot of people are going to be trying to move into this, this part of the draft for the quarterback, like you said, but the chiefs need to keep one of these picks for a receiver. So that, that, yeah. Um, the yeah, I think is. ideally you grab your guy at 29 and then you trade away 30 um, if there's somebody that you want. Um, yeah. But for the um, Cincinnati Bengals, I am going to – I'm stuck here between two uh, pass rushers, two guys that I like. I like Christian Harris a lot. I also like Boy Walker a lot. But now, now I talked myself into it. We're going cornerback. We're okay. going Kyler Eel. From uh, Florida. Yep. Um, they were getting torched in the uh, in the championship game. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, that's going to happen here and there. Uh, you can't stop that. But the best you can do is try to get a good corner. Kind of just cross your fingers. Um, and that's kind of what you're doing at the bottom end of the first round, anyway. So you might as well, I think, go with a spot of need. There's you could get a guard. I think they've kind of already like done enough with they, the line. They, they beefed grab, up the offensive line. You can grab a guy in the second or the third if you feel like you need to. I would personally grab a corner. Um, maybe something else to kind of try to help put you over the top. You know, maybe a safety. If you want to get creative, I don't know, grab a receiver just because. But I don't, I don't really – this is too early for a tight end as well. Yeah. You know, they let Azoma walk, but you can't grab a tight end at this point, not with this class. Yeah, no, they, they definitely need some secondary help. Um, also, safety, potentially, if they don't feel confident about re-signing Jesse Bates at the end of the season. Uh, so just – They need know, to. They, 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 oh, they absolutely Bates, do. If they let Bates walk, that's a travesty. But um, either Elam or, or – I think it's Pit, Pitter – I don't know how to say is from Baylor, Jalen Pitre or whatever it is, but definitely secondary help needed for the Bengals. Now pick number 32. We are, we made it the last pick of the first round. This, the phone's going to be ringing. The phone is going to be ringing, Jesse. Who's going to call? Not Ghostbusters. I don't know. I don't know who's going to call, but for this mock, I'm going to keep the lions in the spot. You said fifth round option. We're going Matt Corral. Taking hey, Matt. I think I think future Matty Ice. Future Matty Ice. Um, wow, Corral goes more ticket. Uh, oh, they're gonna grade our draft. Lovely. Oh, yeah, sweet. Oh, I'm not Aww. paying for that. So well, well, nevertheless, this is this is our first round mock draft from Bologna and Norman. Um couple trades here and there jesse had the eagles trading up to stop the trayvon walker slide ravens going up for a receiver this this was fun i mean i do think um you know a little bit more on the matt corral pick you don't love malik willis enough to go number to go with him at number two i know that was maybe floated for a second but no you take uh a more position of need. You need a game wrecker or a game changer at number two. And you don't take that when Malik Willis is going to sit for a year. You have Goff to 
take over the shittiness for the season. And then you go full out on Matt Corral. I mean, he was having a really, really good year. Got hurt, obviously, in, in the bowl game. And that was really kind of all you heard of him. It wasn't too serious of an injury, but um, it did knock him out for a little bit. But I, I just – something about Corral's game I like a little bit more than Pickett. I do. So yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, again, I think Corral – I don't want to say a scheme dependent, but he definitively would need to sit a year or two if he's not running an RPO offense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, uh, they have a couple pieces there in Detroit for, for a corral. I mean, Monroe St. Brown's pretty good. Um, DeAndre Swift's pretty good that I think they signed uh DJ chart too. funny. And I think there was only a one year deal, but so we had, um, one, two, four quarterbacks round one. Do you see this happening on draft night as well? Because I saw the I, over under is two and a half for quarterbacks taken round one. I think I think probably at least I would say three get taken, and I think I think at least one gets taken in like the twenties, the thirties, the thirties. I think I think Willis goes top fifteen. Yep, I think. Ritter has the potential to go top 20, but probably falls in around between uh, above 25. And then I think somebody will sneak in in the last couple picks to either grab Howell or Pickett or Corral. And I, I think if someone doesn't trade up, I think the Lions at 32 just scream quarterback. Yeah, if, if all those guys, if all Pickett, uh, Howell, um, and Corral are there, I think the Lions have to grab one. And then they get the benefit of literally picking again two picks later. So if they really like the prospects still there, they can still get them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be a fun draft. Um, it's going to be interesting these next two days to hear who jumps to number one maybe on, on Jacksonville's board. Who knows? I, I mean, honestly, who who the hell knows? But nevertheless, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Jesse, for taking the time to get this done. Um, we hope this one does well. We're, we will be doing – we'll do a, a first-round recap or we wait till the end and end of the draft. Do a draft full, winner full kind draft of thing. Draft recap, yeah. yep. Yep. Of, um, you know, fallers and risers. But thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on all our socials. Um have a good one and enjoy the draft.